off of his wing to get his name up at the screen. Or what do you got there? What's going on there, Butterfingers? Yep, sorry. Thank you very much. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel every Wednesday. We spend a few minutes with Scott talking about what he's writing about and what he's thinking about. Please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. How are you today? I am doing well, Jim. As soon as we hang up from here, I am getting ready to go do a, quite frankly, a fun but odd fundraiser. I read about this. Tell the audience more. Yeah, it is uh, for the American uh, Lung uh, Lung Cancer. Excuse me, the American Lung Association yeah. in Orlando. It's a lip sync. Get it? You know, you use your lungs for a lip sync. In fact, I was trying to get Mo because I know she killed it at the Parliament House. Mm-hmm. I did that one time. Yes, I did. I was Whitney Houston all over it. I heard you just, yeah, you slayed it from everything I understood. But the uh, there's a number of interesting competitors, but the very first one competing to raise money for uh, lung cancer research and help those is Mike Bianchi. I'll pay to see that. Yeah, right? I, <laughs> I don't even see him. I, he didn't come into the office. <laughs> come on. I this I don't know if he's rehearsed at all, but he's the opening number. It could be spectacular. It could be a dumpster fire. Uh, for charity, so yeah. I don't know what we're going to see. Oh, I know what he's singing, and yeah. I know for him, his debate was if he should go with the wardrobe, because oh, yeah. he is singing old-time rock and roll right. mm. a la Risky Business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you mean, oh, no. Tidy Whitey's. Like, um, no. Yeah. Just like Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'll take, oh, I might have yeah. to toss him off stage. If you yeah. Ray Ban sunglasses. I'll good money for him not to do that. So what are you singing? What are you lip syncing? <laughs> no, he's not. He's the MC. Oh, you're not the MC. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't have enough nerve to do anything like that. Let me move to the no. column today. <laughs> your column today uh, revolves... Right. Let me be clear. You don't need to say it under your breath. Correct. I do not. Yeah, your column yeah. today revolves around campaign contributions, and it's essentially what people or corporations who have made major campaign contributions, in certain cases... When candidates don't win, they want their money back. <laughs> That's right. You don't or get your money case, back. No. <laughs> or, or in this case, when candidates basically get run out on a rail for sexual harassment cases. Uh, and yes, in, in this case, there were a couple of energy companies, including Duke Energy who'd, uh, and Tampa Electric, who'd applied, uh, given $55,000, $40,000 to Jack Latvala, who was an influential state senator for a long time. And then, as you know, we've discussed, you've talked about on the show, uh, got tagged with all signs, kinds of nasty uh, sexual harassment accusations and ended up having to resign. And then all of a sudden they uh, come out and say, hey, uh, uh, we'd, we'd like our money back. And my point is, that that's not how this works. And by the way, don't anybody think for one cotton-picking second that these people want their money back because they, they've discovered some morals and some virtues and they don't want to be associated. They want their money back because he's not in a position to do them favors right. anymore. Let that's me ask the a, only reason any of these people give. Yeah, let me ask another question because I, I thought I understood it in the column. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming me and my inability no, 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 to comprehend good. anything. So if, 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 let's say, candidate A running for whatever office, and he collects, say, $5 million in campaign contributions, he loses the election. He's still got $2 million in campaign contributions. Can that candidate spend that money any way that he wants, or by law does he have to donate it to a charity? or What happens to that money? So the answer to your question, your question is, can they do whatever they want with the money? Sure. The answer theoretically is no. The answer in practicality is yes. Mm. And that was uh, that's what uh, the the piece I was the investigation I was writing about today uh, was all about. The Tampa Bay Times and some TV stations teamed up, and they went back and looked specifically at members of Congress. And what they found was a hundred 
members of Congress who had lost or resigned from office, and I'm not talking about like in the past six months. I'm talking about decades ago in some cases. One of the examples I cited was Mark Foley, who I guess give him credit. He was the head of the uh, sort of sexual harassment movement when he was uh, texting uh, dirty things to congressional teenage pages uh, back in the t- uh, more than a decade. So he, he resigns uh, after he gets caught doing that. That was in 2006. The Times found out that as recently as last year, he was still using the millions that were in his account to dine around Palm Beach. To go to a four hundred and fifty dollar lunch in here, another lunch in there. See, I would think uh, that, that somewhere along the line that would be against the law. But all right, let's say it's against the law. The question is, you got the two million dollars. Uh, what happens to it? What would you have to do with it? I mean, on one hand, maybe it's not proper to give it back to anybody, or do you? Maybe you say, well, I got two million dollars. I spread it uh, percentage wise related to what was donated. I have no idea, but it just seems to me. You know, you're not reelected. You got two million dollars, and you're spending four hundred fifty dollars for a lunch in Palm Beach, which was, in his case, true. Yeah, and I would say if you ask me, the the the, the most honest thing about this would be to prorate it back to everybody. If uh, if uh, you know you got ten million dollars worth of donations, you got two million dollars left when your campaign is over. Everybody gets back twenty percent. I'm not even a big fan of the charity stuff because they end up using that for their own self glorification uh, uh, as well, and that's not what the money was uh, given for to begin with. Uh, but what you're not supposed to be able to do is personally enrich yourself or your family members. However, that's exactly what these investigations found. They found uh, uh, one guy who'd uh, paid his uh, daughter about $100,000 uh, to keep maintaining his, uh, they call them zombie campaigns. They're dead, but they keep spending uh, $100,000 over the course of years. And speaking of zombies, one of the better examples was there was a congressman out in Hawaii who died, Jim. He's dead. He doesn't breathe. He cannot take <laughs> breaths anymore. Yeah. And his campaign has still been cutting checks to the tune of about $100,000 to a consultant. So now, how <laughs> How you could even you know make a, a, a bogus argument that he may be contemplating a future run, I don't know. This is the kind of stuff that sparks populist movements. This is the kind of stuff where, you know, the average Joe and Jane, they get pissed off at this kind of stuff, and they get pissed off. So, They're willing to elect anybody to office just to mm-hmm. just to get rid of these, these well, guys. Well, you're right. That does give rise to a Donald Trump or something like that. But but the thing I just want, I just I think people get this, but I, people really need to understand is th- these folks do not give because they have any these organizations, any kind of ideological bent, Spectrum or Comcast or, or Duke Energy or what or Walt Disney, they are not Republican, they are not Democrat, right. they will cut checks to whoever will do what they want. And in fact, they will cut checks to both sides. And I, one of the other things that I have in my item in my column tomorrow, if you haven't been following this case of Nick Patel, the Windermere socialite, which is right. just Baddie, uh, the the baddiest part. He basically got convicted and uh, and sentenced uh, on a, a of running a uh, sort of a Ponzi, a, a fraudulent loan scheme to the t- tune of more than 150 million dollars. What we had today in this piece by Paul Brinkman was while awaiting sentencing on that one uh, loan fraud scheme to 150 million dollars, he ran another one 
for nineteen million dollars. Didn't they catch that, Patel down at the Kissimmee Airport? I think I think he had a plane all yep. all gassed up with the propellers running and a suitcase full of money, and he was just about I, I don't know whether it's the FBI or FDLE yep. caught him essentially walking out the door towards the plane. He was going to go someplace. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Ecuador, and there was diamonds <laughs> they were going to turn yeah, money right. into. Stop it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's completely nuts. So here's what the thing, one of the reason that this ties into what we were just talking about that we're all laughing about it. I'm laughing about it too. But here's what you need to know. Four years ago, this guy, Nick Patel, was not some guy we were laughing about. He was a member of the UCF Foundation. That's right. He, he, was, a, he was a mover and a shaker. He was on Orlando Business Journal's list of 40 under 40. And you start to ask yourself, well, how does some you know, fly-by-night guy like it? It comes back to the same thing we just talked about, financial donations. He started cutting checks to every politician in town. It was $150,000, some to Rick Scott. It was like 100000 towards him, to Val Demings when she was running. There's obviously hardly any ideological overlap between a hard Republican like Rick Scott and a Democrat like Val Demings. These donors don't care. They don't care what the elected officials are doing with the money. They just care what they can do for them, and that's why all this money gets cut. Now, those are ill-gotten gains. Let me think about this, because when Bernie Madoff was convicted, uh, they had to take any money that was left over. I think it's... I think it's uh, not a called a buyback. I can't remember what they call it. But if you made a, if you made money off of fraudulent investments, whether you did it or whether your your money manager did it, uh, that's you have to return that money. You have to get, you don't get you don't get to make that profit. Those profits mm-hmm. are ill gotten gains. So I'm just wondering. I'm trying to get this. You in. want a clawback from Rick? Yeah, it's a, and yeah, it's a claw, Yeah, maybe a clawback. I mean, if if Patel through his scam raises money and makes a campaign contribution, maybe somewhere along the line there should be some kind of clawback or provision. You gotta give that you gotta give that money back to something. You can't like you can't idea. you why sure. why are you allowed to use money from ill gotten gains to fund your campaign, whether you're the governor, Republican or Val Demings uh, Democratic Congresswoman? And I guarantee you, they still got money. They could they could return it. However, as is always yeah, the case, these things are never they they do it intentionally, uh, sort of. Uh Hard to track. There's another campaign he gave to associated to uh, Teresa Jacobs, but it's never the actual campaign. And so the campaign that he gave, uh, it's, ne- it's never like the Val Dimmings for Congress. Right. I think when he gave it was an exploratory one for county mayor for her. When he did the $100,000 for Rick Scott, it was a fundraiser for Rick Scott where the checks actually went to the Republican Party. I mean, it's always this maze of money that makes it hard to track, but but it is what it is, and it's pretty obvious. Yeah, you've got a pretty good eye for politics in the state of Florida, have for many, many years. Has the Parkland shooting changed politics in the Sunshine State, or are you more of a pessimist and say, nothing's going to happen? It's just going to take, you know, they'll get back to their, to their ways. It may just take a little bit longer. They will get back to their ways, but I do think this has been different, and and we are we are seeing a movement that we have not seen before. Uh, we are seeing they are proposing some new restrictions as it pertains to firearms. They're really minimal. I think one of the I may have said this to you before, but you heard the expression, "What's the least you could do?" That is what they are literally trying to do. The least they can do and get away and still say they've done something. However, the fact that they are proposing any new reg, uh, restrictions for firearms is really unheard of. 
in, in this state. So they're talking about uh, lowering, excuse me, increasing the age for people to buy uh, weapons. They're talking about waiting periods. These things never would have been discussed in the, pe- in, in the past. And in fact, were not discussed. 49 people were slaughtered uh, using a, a semi-automatic uh, high-capacity assault rifle right here in Orlando. And none of this happened mm-hmm. in the piece that I wrote on. And Sunday's paper sort of made the case for there are three different things at play. Uh, one is this shooting at Parkland happened smack dab in the middle of a legislative session. These guys are usually playing their dumbass NRA games, like trying to ban doctors from talking about guns. Well, those games look pretty bad when you got 17 corpses on the uh, on the floor of a high school. So they had to stop that. The second thing is Rick Scott's running for Senate. Then this is what he, they always do. They reinvent themselves. And while he's been in the NRA's pocket for most of his eight years, he has to appeal to a different crowd while he's running against Bill, Bill Nelson. So right. for the first time ever, I think, since he's been in office, he took them on at the NRA and said, I want some uh, reforms. And then the third one, and I was pretty candid about this, I think there's a difference because legislators saw these kids who were killed at Parkland and they saw their own kids. These were Maybe. largely white from an affluent high school, and legislators, frankly, had more in common with those kids and their weeping parents than they did with people who were at a Latin night at a gay nightclub in Orlando. Yeah, good observation. One more thing before I yep. let you go. I don't know if you saw it. It's on the website, your paper's website, but I think the uh, state legislature, I don't know where this is coming from, I think the state house, and it's a proposed piece of legislation that would mandate that every every public school in the state of Florida, they would have to put up a sign that says, in God we trust. Mm. Now, yeah. isn't that, just, I mean, don't you, I mean, isn't it, doesn't somebody have the courage to stand up and say, this is going to be challenged in court. This will be ruled unconstitutional. No. How many state dollars, tax dollars will be spent defending something that is blatantly unconstitutional? I mean, this is what they do. This I, I can't think of anything they've done in Tallahassee. They talked about declaring pornography a, uh, a public health hazard. Uh, they've got uh, let's daylight savings time. Daylight savings time. Let's uh, put up a mandate that signs be put up in public schools. In God we trust. And you just think, good God Almighty. Yeah, no, the short answer is no. Uh, and, and, this, and make no mistake, that one's a bipartisan one. That's got a lot yeah, of right. uh, Bible thumpers on both sides uh, and, uh, that were uh, supporting that one. It, it passed with overwhelming numbers. And you just sort of end up shrugging because you're exactly right. And, and more importantly, for why? I mean, exactly. for why? If, you know, I, I've been I've been a church going guy all, all my life. I, right. I don't need to stand out in the middle of the street corner and let everybody look at me. Look how hard I'm praying. I'm a Christian here. Uh, but these guys, they got insecurities. They want to pander, and I think that's more what this yeah, is about. Yeah, I think and every I think every school, we'll if not every classroom, just about has a state of Florida flag, and the state of Florida flag has printed on it, "In God We Trust." But uh, go figure. I have no idea. What's what's coming up in the next column? Well, tomorrow I've got a rundown of what's been going on, including daylight saving time, yeah. uh, which is going to be different. And, you like and, it or uh, not? You like the idea or not? No, I don't think I like what they're doing because they're going with daylight saving all year round. And there's two things I don't like about that. Uh, I mean, we get more daylight. That's the idea. At the, that's good. That's By the way, that's what tourism wants, which is why we're talking about this and why they're doing it here. Uh, but I don't like that it's going to be dark. The uh, sun isn't going to even rise until 8.15 through the winter. I don't like... That's now every elementary and high schooler is yeah. going to be uh, walking to school. Remember, we don't pick up people if they live within two miles because we don't have no money for buses. I, that, that makes me nervous to have kids out in pitch black darkness for the whole time. And the other thing is, it's going to be wiggly whack when it comes 
comes to trying to watch your favorite sports thing for those months because we're going to be on a different timetable than everybody else on the East Coast. Yeah, I can't figure that DVR and what the heck's mm. going to go on with that as well. Well, you're just going to have to get one of those remotes that says, you know, tape my gators, Siri. All right, have fun emceeing that event tonight. I want a video of Bianchi, all right, so I can put it on our website. I'm walking out the door now. I will let him know and see what I can get. All right, you got it. Thanks a lot. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. We talk to him every Wednesday for a few minutes. Take a little break when we come back. And, of course, Shot Doctor with Casting Call, followed by the five-minute professor on Real Radio 104.1. Alexa will solve everything. No! Alexa, there's a spider in the bathtub. Please kill it. But until then... I'll pass. Thanks. Just tell her to play WTKS-FM Orlando. Getting WTKS Orlando radio from iHeartRadio.